Hello, hello, hello. You're back, and we're back, and we have an intro. Yeah, good job, Nate. Thanks, buddy. A real intro. We're like a real podcast now. We'll Ep- see. Episode two. We got an intro. We're 20 seconds in, and we're doing better. Yeah. You might be able to hear both of us correctly as well. Yeah, we figured out we had our mics hooked up wrong. <laughs> so episode three should be really good if this kind of progress we're making in, in just one episode. I'm pretty sure we're going to peak here. <laughs> we peaked at our intro. <laughs> Let's go! Hey, kids. Hey, Dad. War crimes will be prosecuted. Girls have been a little city burning to the ground. Does the word duh mean anything to you? Yeah, I, cho- I chose this profession, so therefore I, I earned beer. You want to go to the matinee? The feeling is definitely there. You! It's a new morning in America. This is the old dude, Harry J. Reynolds. Step into my office. There's not going to be too many punks. Don't just stop worrying about the punks. Ah, fuck you. That's my name. Yeah, let's go to the punk rock show. Introducing for your listening pleasure. Here it is. Here we go. Episode 86 of the High Fives podcast. Michael. Nathan. How are you? Good. You? I'm living large. Yeah. Living large. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know why that came up. (laughs) How large are you living? You know, I'm in a closet right now here. (laughs) Surrounded by board that games. That doesn't sound large. It's like living the life, right? Recording a podcast that doesn't offer us any monetary value. It just costs money to do. It's great. Eh? Let's live in large, right? <laughs> yeah, I feel those costs money to do the podcast in like, I think it's December where all the money comes due. Yeah. It's a horrible it's like time. the worst time to ask for more money. <laughs> but there they are. Hey, high fives. We need more money. If you were with us last month, you will remember that we are doing a reboot of the very first season of the High Fives podcast. So we are doing, we are redoing episode two. I'm not going to go through the why. If you are, I'm hoping most people heard the why last month. If you're brand new, it doesn't really affect you. Basically, the other episodes sucked for our numerous reasons. So we're just... Not all of them. Just the first 11, Mike. Yeah. Not the other, I can't do the quick math, but, you know, 70 something. We Just We were learning how to swim. We were learning. That's right. There was a lot of learning. And then we just decided when we started posting them to the the regular streaming networks that we wouldn't we wouldn't include those in the in the new stream. Yeah. Right? We didn't want to cross those streams. No. No. Definitely don't cross the streams. So if you looked ahead or rather looked behind to episode two of the high fives podcast because if you go to the website i don't know if people go to the website mike i hope maybe people go to the website that's one of those costs that come in december (laughs) (laughs) if you go to the website you can spoil this for your this moment not the whole podcast just this moment and you would find out that episode two was the top five side projects episode and that's what we're doing today episode 86 like episode two the top five side projects. I thought this one was way later in the catalog. Like for this to come up, episode two is a little bit 
surprising to me. Was it surprising to you? I don't know if it was surprising because I looked it up. It wasn't that exciting to find out that it was episode two. <laughs> well, I didn't, I didn't think it was exciting necessarily, but surprising, I think, was the word I used. Like, didn't you think it was further down the, the dais? Uh, I don't know. I, I have no opinion about this story. <laughs> You'd be great in improv, Mike. <laughs> Just really good in improv. So, do you think we should go to the store? Yes. Okay, let's go to the store. Now we're walking to the store. Hey, did you see that bird over there? No. Okay, <laughs> here we go to the store. Like, this would be improv with Mike. Just, hell, absolute hell. If you knew Mike, and I'm going to refer to myself in the third person here. Mike, did you pick any songs from your first, from the first time we did this episode? Did you pick any, any groups from the first time you did this episode? I did not. You went net new. Yeah, and you? Yeah, I went net new too. I was actually a little bit, again, surprised <laughs> by my first time list. I felt like it was a lot of easy grabs. I don't want to say not the thought, because I always feel like I put thought into the list. But like this time around, after we've done this for eight years, it was it was a very different list than it was the first time we did it. I don't. I didn't even look at our list to be honest. So I'm assuming I didn't pick because I would try to pick some newer, newer stuff. Just I assume. No, I picked. I I think <laughs> I tried to pick newer bands because I assumed last time I didn't something a little bit more relevant. I guess other than I I did want to pick that Dream Car band, which is like the AFI No Doubt thing, but only because I believe that that when I said I didn't hate it in the WhatsApp chat, and this is at the very start of the WhatsApp chat, I got a lot of hate from certain people. <laughs> I, I don't think I know this band at all. What do you mean AFI and No Doubt? Like it's a Davey Havoc project? Davey Havoc and then everybody in No Doubt except for Gwen. Oh, wow. It's called Dream Car. I've never heard of it. Never once. I just thought he had black audio. No, he has like, he had a few. AFI. I almost picked a really random one where he had a straight edge band. But like it was a, it was a cut because it's a little bit older. All right. But yeah, Dream Car. I like him. Most people don't. I don't really know what to think of it. No I, doubt with Davey I Havoc. dug my heels in and liked it, and I still like it. Was it like, was it like Scott? No, or it was more like, like uh, New Agey, kind of like, new, not New Agey, okay. no, New Wavy, sorry, not New Agey. It wasn't Enya. <laughs> Although I would love if it was Enya now. <laughs> no, you wouldn't. No, nah, nah. Nah. Nah, 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 nah. nah. <laughs> I am curious to see if we'll get lists for this one, because uh, when I was doing research, there was a lot of side projects I found out about that I didn't know were side projects. So I feel like I feel like episode two was before we really got lists from people. So I'd be curious to see if we found some interesting bands that I didn't know existed. Well, the thing with the side project that I found a little bit more challenging this time around is like there's a lot of bands that have come out in the last year or two, maybe, maybe because of COVID. I don't know. But a lot of bands that have come out in the last year or two that are band members of other bands, but they're former bands. So it's not like they're kicking right now mm -hmm. in their main band and then starting this side hustle. It's like they used to be in bands that, you know, no longer in those bands and then somehow picked up a, a project, but not a side project. Yeah, that's, that's a, that's a little caveat. Yeah, it was it was a little bit challenging in that way because there was a there was a good handful of like newer bands that I'm listening to right now that 
they are not side projects. They're just projects. And what's your thought on like a solo thing being a side project? Is that considered? Yeah, yeah. That's considered a side project. Yeah, that's fine. But then here's the curveball, Mike. Sometimes the solo project is the main project. Ooh, that's an interesting, right? That's an interesting conundrum. You got to define it. You got to, you got to go in deep and define it. What I find interesting is when the band side project becomes bigger than the initial project. Right. Right. I, I'm excited to hear your list, Mike. I think you've got some good ones in there. Probably not. You're probably going to be like, oh, that's what you picked. <laughs> I don't think I've ever said that. Eh. You had some unsuspected picks in our first time around. Like Armalite, I think, was was one of yep. them. That's still, that's still a deep cut band, I feel like. Are they? Yeah, maybe they are. Yeah, well, to me, yeah, maybe they to are. Me, maybe they, they, they are. are a deep cut band. It's the one and only time I've ever heard of them. I feel like they're one of those bands that, like, again had a following in the states but nowhere else because i would hear a lot about them and i think that's how i found out about it with all the time you spent in the states no just like probably through comp i mean i mean i guess i discovered them through compilations all right or like in the old way when you look at liner notes and bands saying like thanks to this band and then you go check them out the old-fashioned way back in the old days yeah when you had to walk to concerts uphill both ways (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> through the when snow. a concert costs five dollars and you got six bands <laughs> if you brought a can of yeah. food it was even cheaper and you were doing a good thing <laughs> that's less than a dollar a band <laughs> <laughs> enough of this mike let me tell you what i've been listening to i feel like we've had a soft start to 2023 so yeah far. i was thinking that too i'm like i feel like usually out of the gates there's like the first week slow but then it like by the end of January, start of February, it really like amps up. Ramps I haven't up, felt like yeah. there's any sort of ramping up considering. No. Or maybe there was just too many things that came out last year or just like, I thought it was just going to keep continuing, but it feels like it's like lulled a little bit. I think the overflow that happened in the last couple of years has finally come to a simmer. Mm-hmm. It's no longer boiling over. It's just, it's just a simmer. And who knows what this, what this year is going to bring, Mike. Might have something to do with those balloons and things too, right? Oh, don't get started on the Oh yeah, that's for a conspiracy Mike. episode, which I guess we can't revisit. <laughs> no, thankfully. No, that episode's the best one. Valiant Thor. I don't know about the best. That's my favorite episode. Valiant Thor. Is it? Oh, I just think Valiant Thor just made me laugh so much. You just wanted to bring them up one more time. No, not the time. band. The like story of the real Valiant Thor. That's our new sponsor, yeah. Valiant Thor. This Bingham. podcast brought to you by Valiant Thor. My first selection tonight, Mike, is uh, White Reaper. Oh. Uh, they put out a brand new record, Asking for a Ride. you like this one? Is that what the... Oh, yeah, I, didn't, I was going to put it as one of the ones I was listening to, but I figured you would take it, so I'm glad you did, because it's yeah. such a good album. It is good. I mean, this band never makes the same album. You can say that for certain. Um, and this one's no exception. Really diverse. Um, each song is completely its own thing. Um, I felt like track one comes in hot, fast, like a return to skate punk kind of vibe, which was a fairly unexpected start considering the last record. And then track two goes straight for more of like a alternative vibe. Track three is a return to that rock and roll sort of kiss vibe um, that is just so incredibly catchy. 
And on and on it goes, unexpectedly just changing and morphing the album from song to song. Like, it feels like a bunch of singles put onto an album, but I like it. Yeah, yeah. Somehow it's still like, it's still cohesive despite all this, all the change ups. And to yeah. be honest, I kind of thought it was going to be too produced, too radio. And I thought it like totally. I thought it was gonna go like a strokesy kind of way, and then you're gonna be like, "Yeah, those are good songs, but I'm never gonna go back." And it's like it's still another improvement over the last two, which is awesome. Yeah, not not expected, um, and a very different record from from their last one. Speaking about bands that keep getting better with albums, my next selection is the Raging Nathans. With I don't know is this their twentieth release in the last couple? I'm of sure years? they have a new one coming out next week. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> this band doesn't stop. Uh, the new one's called Still Spitting Blood. Uh, it's a full length album. They just always seem to have something new, ready and out there. And it doesn't. The, the crazy thing about it is having something brand new all the time and it doesn't feel forced like it doesn't feel repetitive it feels like they're constantly just like leveling up from the one before and that's no disrespect to the back catalog or the album that comes before uh, which continue to hold up it's just like i say they continue to level up with every album um this album definitely pulls from like skate punk nostalgia it's melodic it's fast and it's catchy as hell yeah i mean I haven't listened to this, but I feel like some of these were the singles that came out in that last little, they did like a flurry of singles at some point last year. For sure. And yeah, I agree with you. They, they just seem to be improving just, just enough in each album to make you want to listen to it and not be like, oh, it's just, they're just rewriting the same album. Like that, that happens sometimes when bands put out too much. It's just like, totally. okay, well, like, I guess you put 10 on this album of the 20 songs you wrote and you put the other 10 on this album. And it doesn't feel like that. It feels like they're like, okay, we did good on that last release. Let's see if we can just push the envelope a little bit more and let, let's get a little bit better. Well said, Mike. Well said. Uh, my third selection is not a group, really. Uh, more of a singer-songwriter, but not in like... I always think folk whenever I think singer-songwriter. This is not that. Um, Lincoln is the artist. The album is Everything is Wrong. Have you heard of Lincoln, I have not. Mike? So from what I can tell, Lincoln has always been a solo act. Um, this album is true to its title, Everything is Wrong. There are songs filled with sadness, insecurity, and often feels like an intimate glimpse into someone's diary. Uh, it's vocals accompanied by piano, guitar, and also a full band from time to time throughout the album. Um, this album is complex and reveals new things each time I listen to it. An album that I definitely keep coming back to cool i'll have to check it out this was a stretch to find a fourth this time around a real stretch a real a lunge yeah like a lateral lunge like a reach <laughs> yeah yeah like like back and forth mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. really getting low low uh this last one is bottle kids do you know bottle kids mike uh, I know the name. I feel like All right. they're like skate punky, right? Is it something? Is it something to do with one of the guys from Swellers or something? Or I don't think so. Okay, um, I'm making these, that up. <laughs> these guys are from Chepstow, UK. Definitely Zilch. not. Then. <laughs> <laughs> no, definitely not. When in doubt, 
Is he, is he in a project with the Swellers guys? He is not. Uh, Zilch is the EP. Came out in 2022. Um, it's important to note that Bottle Kids is spelt in all one word because, funny enough, there is another Bottle Kids. Two words is the other Bottle Kids. Out in the world, actually, not just out in the world, but also in the UK. <laughs> and the two-word Bottle Kids are a cover band who claim, quote, we can't wait to rock your faces. <laughs> so, so I'll let you decide what, that, what covers they would do. Um, One-word Bottle Kids, though, are not a cover band. Uh, Zilch is a straight-ahead, no-funny-business punk rock record. Well, EP, six songs at 16 minutes about being fed up with the current state of the world, the state of people, and the realization that there's little hope. So it's, it's right up my alley. <laughs> yeah, there is little hope, hey? <laughs> Very little, Mike. The balloons prove that. Oh, yes, the balloons. Mike, what have you been listening to? None of these albums are really new albums, so but they are albums I've been listening to the, this last little while. And, I've done some revisiting of some stuff in my, in the old uh, collection here. Actually, there's no rules. There's no rules. No, I, Mike. I, I you don't. can do. All right. I like to right. break I, the rules. I, I'm a rebel. <laughs> You're such. Let me hear you yell. <laughs> anyway, uh, first band is a band that I believe someone from the WhatsApp group sent us because they are from Australia. I vaguely remembered listening to it and kind of forgot about it until last week. But since I rediscovered it, I've been all over it. And the band is Protospasm. Do you know Protospasm? I do not. And their album is Unreachable Summit. Uh, it's just like a solid punk rock album with like hardcore tendencies. Very um, just melodic skate punk hardcore. I don't know, like Good Riddance, but like a little not the same as Good Riddance. Like just that genre. I don't know yeah. how you describe that genre. But I think I think you did a great job, Mike. Thanks, Nate. Yeah. Anyway, great album. Uh, I recommend picking it up if you're into that sort of thing. Uh, another one's an older album by a band called I Hate Sex. And the album's called Circle Thinking. I Hate Sex were a screamo band from Edmonton. And I can't remember how I came across them, but I've been really into this album. Uh, I guess I'm feeling angry and sad like a teenager. So <laughs> I'm liking a lot of screamo again. Uh, you guess. Joke aside, album's great. It's worth giving a spin. I don't think they're around anymore, but uh, you can find their albums online pretty easy. Uh, another one is an album that I saw pop up on a few lists. Finally got around to checking out. It's a band called The Haunted Youth. Do you know The Haunted Youth? I do not. Uh, it's probably not on brand for the podcast. It's kind of like indie pop from Belgium. I didn't think I'd like it because I thought it was going to be kind of just standard indie rock but i found myself enjoying it more and more there's shades of a band called like m83 and death cab or some other bin bedroom indie rock stuff um but i'm probably like screwing up those comparisons but that's what happens when someone who isn't well well versed in a genre tries to compare bands like you know when you don't know enough about a genre so you're just like sounds like the ones i've heard before <laughs> yeah that's what i felt like but i really like this album uh lyrically it's pretty cool and uh just find myself listening to a lot when I'm driving around. Uh, last one is another Scribo hardcore band from California. Uh, the band is Numers. I'm not sure if I'm saying that right, but 
I think I am. It's K. Are you sure it's it's not numbers? It could be numbers. It's K N U E M E R S. <laughs> but no B. No. All right. Well, then I don't think it's numbers. The album's called A Shout to See. Uh, it came out at the end of last year, like I think at the end of December. Had I known him, probably would be a contender for my year end list. Uh, if you told me this came out in like 1995, I totally believe you. Right down to the artwork, it looks like something Indian Summer put out. Uh, and just sounds a lot like even recording style, like basement screamo bands from that era. It And this is like a total CalCon reference, but it reminds me of Jewel. So if you're into that sort of thing, check it out. Um, I've been listening to the song Our Flag Means Death like nonstop all week. So check it out. So much screaming, Mike. Told you, angry teenager. Yeah. What's happened? Life. What's going on? Balloons. Yeah, life. Got it. Balloons. Yeah. It gets me going too. Yeah. Let's do the list, Mike. We, we've been talking a long time. Let's let's get to the list. Let's do it. I can't wait to hear what you got. All right. That's a lie. I, I'm I a can't little... wait to tell you what I've got. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm kind of surprised I didn't have this one on the first time around that we did this. Um, I don't know why. And uh, as I was as I was making decisions for my top five, this one jumped out and uh, I've revisited it a lot over the last week or two. Only Crime is the band. Oh, nice. I chose the uh, album To the Nines, which came out in 2004. For anybody who doesn't know, I'm sure we all do, but... You know what? Let's delve a little into the history of Only Crime. It started in 2002. Uh, the band at the time of formation uh, was Russ Rankin from Good Riddance, Bill Stevenson from Descendants, Aaron Dolbeck from Bane, Zach Blair from Rise Against, and Donnie Blair from the Toadies and Hagfish. Story goes that in 2002, on the heels of Symptoms of a Leveling Spirit, Russ didn't feel like Good Riddance was doing much. He wanted to tour more. The band kind of felt like it was fizzling. So when Good Riddance would go in to record their next album at the Blasting Room with one and only Bill Stevenson, Russ would ask Bill to join a new project he was pursuing. Soon after that, Aaron Dolbeck and the Blair Brothers would join, forming a legit Supergroup. Supergroup, Mike. It's a supergroup. Love a supergroup. Uh, this first record definitely has a good riddance vibe, uh, much more than Shades, but like an older version of the band at the time. So not like the 2003 version of the band. Uh, that album that came out in 2003 was bound by ties of blood and affection. You know, good riddance had a little bit of that dry spell. Yep. In my opinion, other people have disagreed, but I agree with you. That's just my hot take. Uh, I mean, that good riddance sound is likely largely attributed to Russ on vocal. Uh, hard to get away from his distinct voice. But that said, you do hear like other contributions from the other musicians in this band. Um, it was a welcomed return to the past of good riddance at the time. This album is just let's go from track one. Um, I was lucky enough to see them years ago uh, at, it was like one of those basement places uh, that's not the distiller. It doesn't matter. But like it was, it was a Wednesday night. I think there was 12 people in the room. It was like one of those stories. And to see a group like that 
and no one really showed up for him. Um, though that kind of sucked for them, I'm sure. It was awesome to be in that room. I didn't know Bill Stevenson was in this band. Yeah. They were a straight edge band too, right? There was like, that was like, that was the difference between Good Riddance. I think was, if I remember correctly from the press stuff, when I was working at the record store, they like, they sold it as a straight edge band, like where Good Riddance wasn't technically a straight edge band, but this was a straight edge band. That could be true. I mean, Russ was very much like, I think he was frustrated with the fact that he was kind of leading this life of sobriety and other bandmates in Good Riddance weren't. And so I think he was kind of looking for that in a, in a new project. Mm-hmm. To sew this all up, by the second album in 2007, the Blair Brothers uh, would leave being replaced by Matt Hoffman from Modern Life is War and Dan Kelly. And Good Riddance would then go on hiatus for the next five years. So, Good Riddance is on a five-year oh, hiatus? That's crazy. Yeah, it I is didn't crazy. Know. It makes sense in my head. If I guess five years goes by faster when you get older. Because I think, I mean, after that, yeah, there was a big gap between albums, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I chose the song Pray For Me. I love this album, and I have loved revisiting it over the last couple of weeks. I had this on a list for me as well, only because I don't think I listened to this album when it came out. I didn't... uh, Yeah, for some reason, I always get them and Crime and Stereo mixed up. Ah, yeah, okay. And I think maybe like when we started this podcast, maybe I started listening to it again, and I was like, oh man, this is really good. I can't believe I let this like slip through my fingers. But All right, my turn, I suppose, hey? Well, let me do a quick look around the room. No one else here? Uh, Yeah, it's going to be you next. All right, all right, I I can do this. Uh, the first song I picked or album I picked was uh, one of the albums that was high on my list of albums that I loved last year the artist is Christian Blunda the album is Funky Punks in Space uh, if you don't know Funky Punks in Space is a solo side project from Blunda who is in the Mean Jeans and I love Mean Jeans um, if you do you probably know about this if not maybe this slipped your slipped off the radar for you but um yeah it's a great album it's got a mean jeans feel to it but way more synths and a lot of the songs are about space so (laughs) there does there is a little bit of an 80s feel to it too like there's some synthesizer interludes between songs anyway um I may have mentioned in my year-end podcast, if you listened, that when I first picked it up, I thought it'd be just like a gimmicky album. But the more and more I listened to it, the more and more I found myself loving it. I kind of think it's better than the last Mean Jeans album. And it's definitely worth picking up if you're a fan of that style of punk rock. Um, Did you listen to this at all or no? I did, yeah. I I definitely get that you dig it. Yeah, uh, (laughs) it's very It wasn't eh? for me. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it wasn't for me, which isn't to say that it's, it's, it's just not for me. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think the synth very much lends itself to the eighties aesthetic. It's, it's very of a time. Yeah. It's got that feel to it. Hey, like a, like yeah. a little bit new wavy. See, I, I don't think I would connect if I didn't know he was in mean jeans. I don't know that I would connect it. Oh, really? Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I ever told you, well, I took one of our buddies to see mean jeans when, I first found out about him and he still tells me like how horrible that show was and how much he hated them. (laughs) I'll let you figure out which one of our friends said that. (laughs) 
Was it a good show or not a good yeah, show? Yeah, it was awesome. It was great. Oh. It was Canada Day. They played at the Republic. I feel like it would be a mixed bag. Like you wouldn't really know what to expect from from a band oh, like they were that. Just, they were just partying hard. Yeah. Yeah. Which is which can sometimes lead to not a good show. Yeah. I think for these kind of guys though, it like works. I don't think the mean jeans like songs are like super complicated. So they just they sold it Fair. as a fun time. Fair. Only crime, pray for me, and Christian Blunda inside a black hole.
So the other struggle in this sometimes while I was, you know, trying to form this list was like there are some groups that have like a member leave and they go on hiatus for a short time and then they find a new member to get the band going again, but it's without the main member. And then they go for a little while, but as soon as the person who left in the beginning comes back, then that new band kind of goes away. Following that? I can't, I kind of got lost, but I feel like I'm dumb. So <laughs> other people, I, I respect our listeners that they figured it out. <laughs> so, so the band, just to wrap your head around it, that I was thinking of was the draft. So the draft started after Chuck left and they put out a record. So it was just basically hot water music without Chuck Reagan. They put out a record, put out a couple of EPs. Chuck comes back, draft kind of goes quiet, but plays a couple shows here and there, but they weren't really like a side project, more of like a keep it going project. Like let's keep hot water let's going without Chuck. going well. Yeah, exactly. Um, but that said, I did see a festival where hot water played and the draft played, which is kind of weird, right? Do they both do fest maybe? Yeah. 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 But like, I don't think the draft is like real, like it's not like all right. Like where Milo leaves the descendants and then, I mean, it's similar in that way, but I would argue that like, though they're not putting out new records, all probably tours a lot more than the draft does or did at least for a period of time. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Did you pick the draft last time or did I? I feel like one of us did. Maybe not. I I didn't. No? No, I didn't. Or maybe I just thought one of us should have picked the draft. Maybe that's what I was thinking. Anyway. It's a great record. That yeah. full length is awesome. Um, and I feel like you could pick it, but it's probably incorrect. It's technically incorrect. I just wanted to make that point. You don't think that, it's a side project? I don't think so. Huh. I would have considered it a side project. Like I say, they were only, it was a keep it going band. It wasn't a side project. Okay. Okay. That's fair. Is it because the singer sings in hot water as well? I say different name makes it okay to be a side project, but I see where you're going with this too. So you didn't actually take the draft. You're just giving us an example of what this is. I'm just giving you an example because it was hard. Like coming up with, with this list of side projects, there were a lot of obstacles just like this. Mm-hmm. I thought way too long and hard about this episode, Mike. I think that that's been the progression of this podcast is like when we first started, I would just be like, yeah, sure. I'll, I'll show up at your house and we'll talk into some microphones. And now I spend like hours writing this stuff to get ready. But I like it. Yeah, I like it too. It's better. I respect, I respect your research. Well, thanks, Mike. Now I just have to flex my research every once in a while in the podcast. You flex away. Oh, that's what that's what I'm doing. They don't call you little buff boy for no reason. <laughs> oh, I'm glad you remembered. My second selection for this evening is a group that began. Well, it's not even really a group. It's it's a solo project that doesn't sound like a solo project. Okay. It's a solo project that began as a bedroom recording project in 2010 under the name. Dad Punchers. Oh. <laughs> it's a great, great name. Mm -hmm. 
Do you know who this is? Well, yes, I do. You know why, Nathan? Good. Because this is on my list. Because it's on your list. It is on my list. Yeah. We did it. Let's do them. Let's do them back to back. All right. Just make the adjustment. Yep. You actually brought this band to me, and I, ab- well, not band, solo project. It doesn't sound like a solo project. That's why I keep not referring to it that way. Uh, you actually brought this one to me, and I have loved it ever since the first song you played, Mike. Uh, Warm Thoughts is the project. I Went Swimming Alone is the album I chose from that came out in 2018. Um, the bedroom recording artist is Elliot Babin. Babin? Babin? I go with Babin. Of Touche Amore. Uh, more impressively, and I didn't realize this till just today, uh, not only are all of the songs written by Elliot, but he also plays all of the instruments on this record. It's pretty rare for a drummer, hence the solo project. Uh, musically, it's a huge departure from Touche Amore. Lyrically, it's just raw, vulnerable, exposed, and poetic. I have been eagerly awaiting a follow-up to this 2018 album and am still waiting. Still waiting Elliot, around I'm still waiting. Uh, should I tell you what song or should I let you talk and then we'll we'll say the song together and see if we pick the same song too? Because that would be great. That would be that would be a moment where we're really synced up, Mike. Yeah, I think you could. We're synced up. I think you covered everything other than when I did a little bit of reading, it said the album came out of an isolation from coming home after tour and spending time with all these people and then suddenly being alone. And I feel like when you listen to the lyrics of a lot of the songs, you really get that. And yeah, yeah, that's it. That's about everything else you sort of covered up that I or covered other than that it came out on Asian Man Records. That's also kind of cool. Asian Man's a good label. Yeah. I trust, it is a I good trust, label. trust Mike Park with most, with most suggestions. Yeah. This one is just, it's surprising. Like on, on lots of levels. Yeah. And I'll agree. I'll agree. It does not sound like a solo project because it's so full. And because there's so many instruments, it's not like a singer songwriter thing at all. It's basically no. a band, but it's cool to learn that he literally played everything on it and wrote everything. Yeah. So, other than if I, I think the difference between Dad Punchers and this is that he had a producer on this one, where in Dad Punchers he produced it. Well, I think Dad Punchers was very much like like a demo from the bedroom. Yeah. Like I think that was the demo recordings. Um, but you definitely hear where the band or where where his vision, I should say, went mm-hmm. um even in the, those early recordings. Mm-hmm. So what song did you pick? Should we do to the count of three? Are we singing at the same and time? Then- yeah. Does that make yeah, for good radio? Because I feel like that's well, bad radio. If we chose the same song, okay. then it's going to sound great. Okay. You do the harmony. I'll do the main. Okay. Do we even name the right. album? <laughs> no, we're just saying, we're not, we're just saying the song okay. title okay. right okay. now, Mike. That's it. Just the song title. All right. Ready? Yeah. One, two, three, romance. <laughs> <laughs> Romance novelist. You left me. You left me hanging. Is that what you chose? Did no, you choose that No, I chose one? your haircut, man. You already chose that song. When? The first time I heard this uh, this Did I artist, play it on an episode? You played that song. Oh. You played this song. I have played the pier off of this album once before as well. 
So this is its third and fourth appearance well, on our podcast. Well, Nathan, we'll just play your song. We don't need to hear your haircut, man. I feel like we do. No, no, no. Just play your song. It's all good. We're just, we're just going to do one just play, that feels wrong. Just, that feels weird. Just play your one song. It's all good. Are you sure? 100%. All right. If I've played this already, then the people can go and find that episode where I played it and go for it. The song you chose is definitely my favorite on that album. Mm-hmm. But lots of good, like, there's not a bad song on this. Yeah. Do you want to pick another one? Do you no, want to do no, an no, audible? No, 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 just, just go with one song. It's all good. All right, one song it is. Yeah. Warm Thoughts. I Went Swimming Alone. Romance Novelist.
in 86 episodes. I think that's only happened twice before where we picked the same artist. Not, I don't think we've ever picked the same album, but we picked the same artist. I think maybe we have picked yeah. the same album. Maybe there's a couple times where you were super stoked on it. I was, you weren't just me. No. Yeah. Just you. I, I don't <laughs> think it's as exciting when we pick the same one. <laughs> I mean, it's a testament to the different teams that there are there. There is a very distinct team Moke vibe and a very distinct team Nate vibe. This not, is true. Not that there's a competition and if there were, it's friendly. It's friendly. <laughs> that was the most unfriendly way of saying it's friendly. It's friendly. It's, I'm not. It's friendly. <laughs> Say it with a smile, Mike. <sighs> this is like improv all over again. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think we're going to double up again? There's a chance. I thought that one might be it. Um, there's at least one more that I think could double up. And I saved it for my end. My last my audible was only crime. So that's hilarious. <laughs> Amazing. So there's no audible is what you're saying. Like we're going. No, I mean, I have, I mean, I could come up with an audible in my head, but I'm not going to fuck around like that. This is pick for pick. Yeah. Again, if you're just joining us for the first time, this is a surprise for me as it is for Mike. We don't yep. discuss the list prior to, that's the best part of this whole thing. It's full of surprises. You said a lot about a lot of things. You said the, <laughs> the prank, the joke at the end is the best part. <laughs> there's lots of best parts, Mike. I, the best part is me hanging out with you, Nate. But we're not, we're not even in the same room, Mike. We're not even in the same place. That's true. We're, we're doing this with computers. That's, it's not hanging out. Well, at least I didn't get an AI bot to write my write-ups. <laughs> Dude, don't get me started <laughs> on AI. Like, let's yeah, not go there. Let's, let's not do it. Let's not do it. Let's go to my pick three. Leave that for the balloons. Yeah. <laughs> the balloons can discuss AI. My third pick is a band that comes from the brain of a man in a hundred bands. Let me list some of those bands for you now. One Man Army, Dead to Me, Swingin' Utters, The Revolts, and the band that made this list, Toy Guitar. Oh, you love this band, hey? I do. I do like Toy Guitar a lot. The man I'm speaking of is Jack Dalrymple. I love most things that Jack Dalrymple touches. I really love his songwriting and it, it comes through, but in different ways in all of these projects. Uh, this band, Toy Guitar, feels like the true side project of all of these bands, just for kind of how things lined up and what he was playing in at the time that Toy Guitar got together. Um, though he has had big influence throughout all of his projects, none sound the same. And I think that's, that's a big win because, you know, especially if you're the singer, um, not to say he sang in all those projects, but especially when you're the singer, things can really start to sound similar uh, when you go project to project. And these are all their own thing. Uh, this band has two EPs and one full length record to their credit. This album is just super catchy, straight ahead, driving, garage rock, melodic, pop punk. Toy Guitar, I chose a song from their full-length album, In This Mess, and the song is called Human Hyenas. So on my iTunes account, where I 
downloaded the album, purchased, purchased, then downloaded back in 2015. The song's just called Hyenas. But if you look at it on Spotify, the streaming service, it's called Human Hyenas. That's a weird thing. Isn't that interesting, Mike? A little bit, a little bit. Sounds like it's a problem for those balloons. Was Toy Guitar on your radar? Was it inaudible? No, Toy Guitar wasn't on my radar at all. I didn't even know Toy Guitar was a side project, to be honest. Wow. Well, now you know. See, the more... You learn things. The more you know. Is One Man Army a side project? Even? No, that was the first one. That that's was the first, first band. That's the first band? Yeah. yeah. So I wouldn't call that a side project. Like I say, this one, like how the dates and re- of releases and tours kind of line up, this one feels like the most side project of them all. I suppose you'd like me to go now? Let me, hold on, let me check. We've done this before. No one else is around. All right. Sorry, I couldn't remember. Yeah, nor could I. I wasn't paying attention. (laughs) This is an album that came out uh, last year again. Uh, It's an EP. The band is Crisis Party. The album is called Welcome to the Party. Do you know Crisis Party? Only through you, Mike. Okay, well, Crisis Party are a band from Ottawa and features Maddie Grace of Cluttered, Future Girls, and the Maddie Grace Solo Project, Anthony of the Flying Hellfish, and Jeff. And I know Jeff's in some bands, but I don't know Jeff or what bands he's in. Shout out, Jeff. I think they refer to him as Scott Jeff on the on the write-up. I don't know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's a nickname he likely hates. Yeah, probably. And th- I, this is one of those ones I was on the fence of calling a side project because... Future Girls is no more, uh, but they did put out an EP last year. And I don't know what's going on with Cluttered because Cluttered is from the Maritimes and Maddie Grace now lives in Ottawa. So I don't know if Cluttered is still going on, but they also released something last year. So all three were released last year. Um, This came out on Dirt Cult Records and you can probably guess that it has a that same sort of gritty DIY production to it, which uh, Dirk Cult's known for. I think you can call this a side project, but I'd be curious to know what, what you would refer to as the main project. Well, Future Girls was first for Maddie Grace. Cluttered might have been the side project, but like I said, Future Girls is definitely done. But they put uh, out a record last year, you said. An EP last year as like a farewell thing. All right. Then Maddie Grace has the solo album that's coming out now. The Flying Hellfish are still together as far as I know. So many bands. Yeah, so like, there's a lot going on. I consider it a side project. Yeah, I do too. Anyway, great album, great EP. It's like, it's a short listen. Uh, If you like Cluttered, I think you would like this band a lot. It's got the same sort of lyrical contact, maybe a little bit darker than Cluttered. Maddie Grace transitioned over the last couple of years so i think a lot of the lyrics have to do with that sort of thing and uh yeah the song i picked was aching which is really good not the same pick no not the same pick at all picks different picks toy guitar human hyenas or maybe just hyenas and crisis party welcome to the party and the song is aching
Mike, have you seen the new trend out there that's on on the socials? Is it big um, shoes? Because I've seen big shoes. No, I don't know what that is. Well, look. I it feel up. like these <laughs> these come in as TikToks, but I don't know what a TikTok is. So I see them on the Instagram Reels, probably three months after they're created. But so maybe this is an old trend. Maybe it's not. I don't know. But it's it's like these these people playing like emo riffs on their guitar and just before the guitar drops it's got like a dramatic movie or tv clip that like starts oh yeah i love it and then (laughs) it like bleeds into the song or like bleeds into the emo riff going on have you seen these yes they're great because they're like they're so good because like real like not real emo that's a shitty term but like a lot of that midwest emo from that time that's one of the great things about it is the use of sound clips in those, in that yeah. specific way. But like, sometimes they, you know, pull from like, like, I feel like the one that got me the other day, I, I, I don't think I would actually hear in a song, but it was, it was the scene where Marlon is telling Dory from finding Nemo that he's just, he's had enough. He's going back. He's given up. And it like put me in a state, man. Like having that guitar, that sparkly guitar over top of that. It's great, man. I love that. Man, really good. Yeah. There's a couple, there's a couple of guys that I follow that like just, that's all they do. And I, (laughs) I, I, I love the content. Keep the content coming. I thought this was number five, but it's only number four. It's only number four. We're going slow. This one comes from another man of a thousand bands. Maybe not a thousand, maybe even less than Jack Dalrymple, but it feels like he's in a lot of bands. Uh, these bands are Bound, Kid Dynamite, None More Black, On Guard, LaGrezia, and Former Member. There might even be more. Um, until today, I'd never heard of Bound, On Guard, or LaGrezia. Actually, LaGrezia I heard earlier this week. So before this week, I had never heard of those those three um, these, of course, are all bands of Jason Shevchuk. You would probably recognize None More Black and Kid Dynamite as like the main bands that he was in. Um, had you ever heard of LaGrezia? LaGrezia? You know what? The name sounds familiar, but I can't pinpoint it. When Former Member came out, I was really stoked because I really like None More Black. Mm-hmm. And I, I think they're they're an acquired taste or you either like them or you don't. Like, it's very divisive. You're on one side or the other. There's not a lot of people that are like, yeah, they're okay. Like, it's either... And I think his voice probably has a lot to do with it. I would 100% um, agree with you. I really like his voice and hence why I like None More Black. Um, but former member felt like it was it was a lot different than Numb More Black. Like they had definitely taken a different path, which I think is great. But I think I was looking for more of that sound and it wasn't that when it came out. So when I found this, LaGrezia definitely has a Numb More Black feel and sound. Like it's it's almost like the Lost Tapes, but then there's also something a little different slammed in there. There's almost like a soul or like a funk vibe to some of the songs which you're probably like, and and how does that fit, Nate? And I don't know how it fits, Mike, but I like it. LaGrezia was formed amidst the first None More Black breakup, which would later be revealed as only a hiatus. And while Jason was starting his solo project on guard, 
which was intended to be more of a laid back approach to music. Once LaGretia started gaining some writing traction, Jason pulled the plug on the solo thing and poured all his writing into this project. He said, quote, the fact is I'm a screamer, not a crooner. And lately I feel like I've got a lot to scream about. So that's LaGretia. One album on Parallels came out in 2008. And the song I chose is Hey Medic. Hey Medic. That's a good title. I like that. I like that, Nate. My next band is a band also with someone that's in quite a few projects here and there. Maybe not a thousand like you, like your picks, but a few here or there. A scattering, if you will. A smattering, maybe. A smattering. Yeah. All right. Maybe even a smattering. Not a slathering, though, right? No one's getting slathered. No. Well, he may... no, definitely not a slathering. Like a good slathering. The band is Radar Strays, and it features members of the Get Up Kids, the Anniversary, the Architects, and the Gadgets. Uh, the album Strays came out in January of 2019 on Wiretap Records. Um, I guess this is sort of like one of those quote-unquote supergroups, as we discussed a second ago, because of the members. But one of the cool things is you can hear each sort of influence on all the songs. So like there are songs that sound like Matt Pryor and have a very get up kidsy. And then you can hear the ones that uh, Josh Berwanger has an influence on. And then there are songs on there where the combo of them makes it sound like something that's a little bit different than both those things, which is what really sold me on the album. Cause like the, the first few tracks sound like, Oh, these are get up kid songs, good get up kid songs, but they're get up kid songs. Um, the song I stood out to me was called Making Me Feel and it just has a real power pop feel to it and that's where I feel like you get both the Get Up Kids and the Anniversary and a gadget sort of sound to it all in one track and I was all over it so yeah do you like this album? I do I didn't know that there was a member of the gadgets in it like the drummer the gadgets what a pull that is Mike it's the drummer the drummer. Mm -hmm. I, I really like those Gadgets records. I like the anniversary. I like the Get Up Kids. And I like this band. Makes sense if you like all three. Checks all the boxes. Yeah, definitely. They have just one album or two? Just the one as far as I know. Maybe, just the there one. might be an EP or something before this full length, but I, I don't think I've ever heard it. Or it might have just been demos or something. I feel like... There might be, or like even like a sampler thing that was put out to kind of push the band and see where it went. Did you see that the Get Up Kids put out a new cover just the other day? Yeah, it was okay. Home on the Range. Yeah. Like, what? That's like covering Happy Birthday. <laughs> Is it part of that thing like Happy Birthday where you don't have to pay for it anymore? I don't know, maybe. But I just thought, what an odd pull that is. I'm guessing it is for oh. something. Like maybe it's on a, going on a comp or something. That's I thought it was a weird pull myself. See again, the streaming, no context. The streaming provides zero context. If we were on a Look, comp, Nate, everyone maybe knows it would you make hate streaming. More sense. <laughs> there might be new people here, Mike. You know? Okay. I don't want them. I don't want them being confused. I just want to be up front. All right. All right. You done? Why don't you tell the people what song you picked again? LaGrezia, Hey Medic, 
and Radar State making me feel.
thank you to everyone who is still listening to the podcast um, and who is contributing to it in any way, whether it's in our chat, making a list, or just plain old pretending to care when you talk to Nate or myself about it. Um, I hope we may have convinced you to maybe check out a band or an album that you may have missed in the shuffle. Uh, make sure you send in your lists. You can check us out online at highfives.ca for previous episodes. Uh, you can check us out on most social networks. Uh, you can find us. It's not hard. If you want to leave a nice review, please do. Or even better, tell a friend to listen. That probably goes a lot further than most things. And yeah, the world seems to be kind of rotting these days. So these little interactions that we get from you guys uh, and these this talks and this intersection of pop culture and music helps keep people like Nate and myself sane. So we love hearing from you. And like, again, thank you so much for listening and for being a part of this podcast. I think that's it. I think that's all I, that's all I have to say, Nate. I feel like last episode didn't get a lot of lists. I think we got. Yeah. Was I one? was wondering, did we, uh, do people hate that we've rebooted? Are we night court? <laughs> <laughs> no, we're not night court. Like bull is still here. <laughs> I mean, you can't have a show like Night Court and not have Bull in it. Yeah, or Harry. Right? Well, Harry's dead. Like, no, I know. I think Bull is too. No, we looked it up. Bull's alive. Is he? Yeah. I thought All you right. told me he, he just was said alive. he just said no <laughs> or something. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> That's more surprising. Yeah, what's Bulga going on? But like. <laughs> No, I don't think it was that people don't like that we're doing it. I think that maybe that was one of those ones where it was too big. It wasn't specific enough. That's fair. Right? We've we've had a lot of pushback or or zero pushback maybe is a better way of saying it on the episodes where it's like it's too big. It's too, too wide vague. open. It's too broad stroke. Yeah. The people like it to be more specific. So this is maybe maybe we'll get a lot on this one. Maybe we will. Let's go to number five, Mike. The last pick of the night. This one I thought maybe was coming. So I'm I'm glad that maybe it's your number five too. Is this the one you thought we might cross over again for you? No, I thought Radar State. Oh, okay. Good. But maybe we'll cross I, on this one. Who knows? Well, let's let's get to it. Is it Skiba with Blink 182? Is that a side project? <laughs> no. <laughs> I I feel like it could be. You could argue that, but I don't really like any of those songs. So I wouldn't pick it. But somebody might, and that's okay, because that's their preference. I like Skiba 182. Not mine. Do you? Yeah. If it wasn't called Blink-182, I think people would like it more. Do you? Yeah. I think people like it because it's called Blink-182. Well, there's probably chunks of people. More people. See, more people. I'll be honest. I'm not a big Blink-182 fan. Like, I could listen to a song or not. Like, I don't care. I'm not, they're not my, like, they're not my be all and end all. I know a lot of people love them. So I'm not going to rag on them. They are what they are. But for some reason, I just like this. I like the Skiba tracks. I like, it's something a little bit different. But anyway, that's a long thing we don't need to talk about. Let's, sorry for stealing your thunder. Yeah. I mean, it's just like rain now. There's no thunder. Zero thunder, Mike. Uh, where was I? Well, according to Discogs, this guy has been in at least 10 bands. Most of them I'd never heard of before this week. That guy is Jeff Burke. 
is one of those guys that just has a constant flood of music pouring out of him. Uh, in an interview, he said, quote, when he writes, it's often without a particular band in mind, which always kind of like surprises me. I always think like guys that are in that many bands, they must have to write specifically for that band, but to just have music flowing out of you and then kind of figure it out later. I don't know. It's crazy. I always think of uh, Jeff Burke's main band as the Marksmen, maybe because it's the most well-known. I don't know. They have, I think, the most albums out of all the bands that he's been in. Mm-hmm. But don't quote me on that. Uh, my favorite of his bands, though, uh, or at least the ones I've listened to, is Radioactivity, uh, which was actually a continuation of his band, The Novice, which he fronted while living in Japan. Uh, when he came back to Texas, he changed the name of the band out of respect to the members uh, that he played with in Japan. And Radioactivity, for those of you who don't know, is a driving lo-fi garage punk rock sound. It's raw, bare bones, and it's just awesome, Mike. It's just awesome. The first time I heard these guys was at their show. Um, I'd never actually heard them before. And then a buddy of mine was like, hey, do you want to go to a show tonight? And I was like, yeah, sure. And Bad Sports played that show, and Radioactivity played that show. And it was a great show. It was it was an awesome show. And that was my first exposure to this band. And I still really love them. Uh, this song that I chose is off their self-titled record. And it's called Don't Try. I feel like you didn't try on this episode, Nate. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's a bad segue, Mike. It was. We can't, we can't come back from that now. Let's, no. just, let's just quit the podcast. It's done. <laughs> no radioactivity is rad i feel like radioactivity was your gateway to that like sound of music that you've really embraced since then totally yep they were they were the gateway for sure did we uh do we cross over or did we keep it to one we kept it to one excellent so nate when you think of lawrence arms side projects i would say most people gravitate to something that brendan has done or does yeah uh, but I decided to go away from that, and I went oh. with Sundowner, which is Chris's side piece. Right. Yeah. Do you like Sundowner? Ah, yeah, I do like Sundowner. Um, that's more of like the singer-songwriter ilk. Yeah, but it still kind of feels like... I, th- I feel like the first album is very singer-songwriter, and, and the album I picked was Neon Fiction, and I feel like it really came together on this album and it feels like its own band um yeah obviously there's shades of lawrence arms in there because his voice is very distinct and yeah and the way they put lyrics together i think still flows with sundowner and to be honest like the more i hear sundowner the more i think that chris's lawrence arms songs might be the better ones is that crazy hmm. i don't think it's crazy but like i always peg brendan's voice as the lawrence arms voice yeah, I see that. And I mean, I, I like Lawrence Arms a lot. And I like Brandon Kelly's voice a lot too. So it's not like a knock or anything, but I guess, I don't know. Something about Sundowner is always, I've always gravitated to it. Uh, I really love this album. Um, and I went with the song Cemetery West and it's still a song that I have on numerous playlists nowadays, I guess. I guess it'd be playlists, but it's just one of those songs that I just gravitate to on a regular basis. So. That's what I went with. You picked the Falcon 
on the first time we did this. I did. Did you know that? I did pick the Falcon on the first time. What's the other one? The one with um, Dave How- this, House? The surfer one? Hoss? No. Yeah, yeah. What's that one called? It's not the Lemonades. All, no. The Albrights. Albrights, yeah. I thought about I thought putting maybe them, that's where you were going. I thought about putting them on here, but I felt like we played them a couple times on the on the podcast, but maybe not. Maybe we just well, like played when, Sundowner on the podcast too. Yes, I know I have, but not this. Yeah, one. and you've played you've played the Lawrence Arms too. Yes. Okay. And the Falcon. Why don't you so, just fuck I off, mean, Nate? Just fuck <laughs> off. How many times you played Radioactivity on this podcast? Uh, once before. Okay. Just one time. One time. Radioactivity. Don't try. Stop trying. Don't try. And? Sundowner, Cemetery West. Thank you for listening. Thank you again for all the support. And as always, stay cool and be excellent to each other.
You have to you have to be serious and you have to you have to control your hands. Okay. I can do this. <laughs> I got this, Nate. All right. If you say so. Yeah. When it came out, I was just like coincide that I had like a bad flu or something and I was like sick for two weeks. So he just told everybody I was playing Sega C D and it like stuck. It was just like the rumor. And in fact, I believe the counselor like talked to me and he was like, Did you skip school to play like video games? I don't know if it's like okay. game. I love how that's his voice. Oh, he was he did have a voice kind of like that, I think. <laughs> good night or good day. Get lost. Get out, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs>